Hi, hello, uh, welcome to the fourth Hyperfixations episode of the Loud Equals Funny podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about Elder Scrolls. Uh, you know, I, I feel like all of us have a little bit of experience with Elder Scrolls. Uh, I'm a lore beard, as they say, as, as, uh, the, as the children call me. Yeah, like I as they the, at me walking by on the street. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing, we're all big fans of the series, and the crazy thing is last not even last night's storm could wake us. So, you know, yeah. I think we're about to reach Morrowind. I, I think the guards are coming. I'm sure they'll let us he'll, go. They'll let us go. They'll let us go. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. Uh I well, I mean, I'll just say I started playing the series because I found Morrowind available on a site that did uh like PC game piracy bullshit back in like the late 2000s and uh, I was like yay it's like a Zelda game and you swing your sword and then I ran north up to like a pirate ship and I just died horribly in in like skeleton hell and nice. I was I was confused and I didn't know why my weapons didn't do anything and uh and that was like 2007 or something so you know it's been a long time that's that's a lot of people's first experience with Morrowind yeah one sec. I mean, I I played starting for Morrowind because it came to the Xbox and I got it super cheap because that's kind of all I had. It was I had a Macintosh for a few years and that's not even a good one either. It was like one of the late '90s ones, so I didn't play a lot of good PC games. And um, eventually, you know, it came to Xbox and I played it and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Although I was annoyed by the loading screens, but now I like the loading screens because I I know how the tech works behind it. Yeah, yes, it's really it's really fun experience like learning that. Oh yeah, because uh, it, that's for, a little we'll get to of, there. I think. For, yeah, for, I, I'll go ahead and say for those of you who don't know, essentially, um, to work on the uh, Xbox, Morrowind has to crash itself and then reboot. Yeah, so every time it every time it loads, basically before it loads, it saves real quick, and then it crashes the game, starts reloading it, and then like pulls the save back up. Which God, is extremely stupid. That is extremely stupid, especially considering how often it has to load in that fucking version. Like it's yep. basically every. I mean, how far do you even walk? Like default speed maybe like a minute at most and i'd say a good screen. like maybe two depending on where you're I, at i, I would say two. i would say like five minutes at default walking speed later in the game it gets to two or three yeah yeah i guess once you start because default well morrowind default walking speed you're fucking both your legs are broken <laughs> you're not yeah. wrong feels like you're so, guys um, trying to like kind of walk the turd halfway out of his ass you know uh, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I, I actually, funnily enough, started with uh, Oblivion Ooh, on the 360. Know, common. One of my friends, uh, Cody, he let me borrow his uh, copy of the game, and I was like, "Yo, this, funnily enough, kind of like you. This is like Zelda." <laughs> yeah. And I was you like. Don't... Like, have you like, played other, like, RPG stuff like that with dice roll bullshit and, you know, stats at, at that point? I played a little bit of D&D, so I kind of had the idea of what a dice roll was. Yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, it's not really strictly dice rolls, but uh, Pokemon. I was pretty big into Pokemon at the time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Console games, not really, not really so much. 
Well, it's very different with Elder Scrolls too, because I think that the big big argument back in the day with Morrowind, especially, because it was right in the sweet spot. First two games were like graphically kind of, you know, they were good for the time, I guess, but you know, it's not. I don't know. It doesn't look that realistic, but then you get to Morrowind and it's like, okay, I can see that my sword is hitting the guy as well as it ever is. So why is it like not doing anything? Well, it's because of dice rolls and yada yada. And then by like Oblivion, that's kind of still there, but they, you know, pulled it back so far in favor of like console, you know, everybody can <laughs> casualize it. Casualized it. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, they kind of did that a little bit and I don't yeah. know. I, st- I still like Oblivion, but it's it's definitely like a little. It's certainly more easy to get into, which can be a good thing. But, you know. Yeah, it's simpler, but at the same time shallower. And exactly. I learned that. Yeah. I learned that after I played uh, Skyrim because I got into the series like right before Skyrim came out. Oh yeah. So I played through Skyrim for a long time, and I was like, I should play through these other games. So I played through Morrowind, and I was like, oh. So that's how this is. Okay. <laughs> and I was I was playing Morrowind basically religiously for a while there. <laughs> and then I started getting into the rest of the series. Uh I've played all of them except uh well I've 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 at least played all of them. Mm. But I ha- I haven't like played played the mobile phone games which fair. I, I've, uh, I've also I also haven't played Blades is okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's eh. I also actually haven't played ESO or Legends. Which oh, I played some ESO. I, I've, t- I've yeah, tried ESO it's... a few times. It. I, it say... I, I just looked at it and said, "Nah, this isn't for me." I would say ESO is my favorite. Uh, stupidly enough, ESO is probably the most like fun combat system in an Elder Scrolls game, which is just ridiculous because it's a fucking MMO. I mean, yeah. I don't know, fun in terms of like, I don't know, doing wacky bullshit in Morrowind with with uh spell crafting or whatever, but in terms of like, you know, there's dodging and blocking, it's a little more action-y than like Skyrim or anything like that. You know, it's 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 pretty good for an MMO too. But yeah, then then you play like the Morrowind area and everything's really over designed and the music is it's nice, but it's like a little too loud and unsubtle and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not quite as you know, it's not quite the same. But it's a lot better than Fallout seventy six. So I mean, I mean hey, yeah, but that's that's a low bar. Although, yeah. you know, they're bringing Atlantic City. I'm 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 gonna try it. That's a place that I've been. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did you what you played the uh, arena then? Because I've yeah. only ever watched videos of that. That's one. I've seen arena. That's I've actually a pretty it. good place to start. Oh, yeah. So, uh, arena was de- originally developed. Uh, so Julian Lefay was kind of. I, I'm pretty sure he was just getting tired of uh, working on Terminator games, which understandable. Even though those were apparently pretty good Terminator games. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. them. Future Shock, I think. That's, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if I, I, I've heard that that one's like really, really good. And uh, funnily enough, the weapons from that game have been ported into Daggerfall Unity recently, which is really cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, Julian Lefay kind of, I'm, I'm guessing, just got tired of working on that, and he, uh, VJ Lakshman, and Ted Peterson 
sort of led the design of this new game, this interesting game, uh, kind of inspired by tabletop role-playing games. But instead of being a role-playing game at first, of course, famously, uh, it was a gladiatorial combat game. Yeah, that's the name. And then, yes, and then eventually they decided that the side quests were a lot more fun than the actual main quest. Of just <laughs> fighting dudes, which is kind of a recurring fear uh, theme for the whole series, really. Well, typically, yeah, not always. Yeah. So they just decided, eh, who cares about gladiatorial combat? Let's just go forward with this weird art RPG kind of vibe we're going for. So, do we know if the game was originally going to be like a lot different in terms of you know combat, like? In terms of gameplay, I'm not sure. Mm. But in terms of like structure, it was basically night and day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine. I'm just like, because if it was going to be more focused on combat, you know, the Elder Scrolls series has always been considered like a, you know, jack of all trades kind of thing. The combat's kind of okay. This, this and that is kind of good, but none of it's like yeah, so incredible. But it's yeah. done scope, I think, the best in its, like, in its run. From 94 to 2011, it kind of got overthrown by uh, The Witcher 3. Mm, it did that. Yeah. It, it did scope a bit better than that, but I'm optimistic for Elder Scrolls 6. But scope has always been the main thing for Elder Scrolls. Yeah, you'd say that's well, it's the whole of Tamriel, so it's more than like Daggerfall, but I, everybody yeah. always turns to Daggerfall as technically being bigger. Yes, it actually is. So it's not bigger in terms of like space. It's bigger in terms that it's a cohesive world mm. that has a defined size. See, Arena, uh, you can exit the towns in Arena, and you can wander through the wilderness. However, like the further you get, the glitchier it gets, and oh. you can theoretically go on forever. So it, it's a bit more like... I can't really think of one. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, um, I guess... For a not so great example, it's like it's like downloading a Minecraft world. The like the 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 bits that are built by the guy who made it are they're built like they're they're defined. You can move throughout inside of it, but then once you leave that area, it keeps on going forever, and it can generate all different types of, types of things. Mm. It's a bit like that. So. Yeah, Arena, it, it, it doesn't have a defined space. It's larger than Daggerfall. However, in Daggerfall, you can walk between two cities. You can't do that in Arena. Damn. Mm. Yeah, I just looked up. There was a um, there is an Arena source port. It's Open Tess Arena. I don't think yeah, it's I'm... like... As much of a thing as the Daggerfall one, but... It's yeah. not. Um, I'm in the... Uh... I'm in the Discord. Let me check for updates. News. There's even somebody from 2019 asking, why do we not have an Elder Scrolls Unity arena? Uh, arena Unity, you know. Yeah. Okay, so it's been going on for about 17 years. Uh, close to wow. 17. Seven. It's been going for seven years, close to eight. Uh, it'll mm. turn eight uh, this January. Oh, wow. And it's making slow progress. Um... There are two devs that I can see. Uh, then again, this is this is one of those uh, things where offline, 
uh, offline. It, it's one of those servers where offline users are just not shown in the list of users. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That stupid shit. So, um, Ragora and Aaron, A A R O N, Aaron. Um, oh, those are the two developers that I can see. Um, and it seems like there's been steady progress working on it. Um, I haven't seen any big new news, but. For anyone who wants to check in on that, because I'm really looking forward to it, because I'll get into the issues that Arena has in a second. Mm. Um, look no, up open ask how how playable that actually is now without something like this. Open T E S Arena, that's what it's called. So go check it out, uh, and just just to go over why I want a source port for Arena. I didn't Daggerfall didn't really need a source port for like playability like no. you can play you can play daggerfall just fine you just have to like remap your controls it's got problems but yeah even like i played that years ago and once you get around the controls a bit it's like eh, like there's bugs and everything but it's still playable yeah like that no yeah. that's the thing you you can set it up to have wasd movement and all of that yeah mouse look everything like that so yeah, you just have to fine. set up you have to set up your own controls but it's fine arena doesn't have that Arena mm. has arrow key movement, or you can use the mouse to move, and neither of them are fun or intuitive. Oof. You jump with the J key. Uh, uh, the, the classic so... DOS era where every game, all the controls were a random fucking key on the keyboard, usually something alphabetical like that, like yeah. J for jump. It was so yeah. dumb. A for well, activate... Actually... F for flashlight. Oh, that's actually kind of decent. A for kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> all over the place. Let me find P for controls. penis. Rated P for penis. Uh, yeah. By the way, UESP is the uh, is the wiki of choice. Yeah. The unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Don't yeah. do. Don't go to fucking fandom. I mean, don't go to fandom for any reason. In general, really. yeah. But yeah, UESP has been the wiki for like the longest time. I, I used that yeah. back in like 2008. It's been around forever. Yeah, yeah they've been around since I think before Daggerfall. Wow. Yeah. All right. So to move, you have to move your cursor to like the top of the screen or the top left of the screen or like the bottom left of the screen to strafe. And like that's that's how you move and turn, which is awful. Uh, you have J for jump, shift Ooh. J for forward jump. Oh yeah. Cast like casting a spell is C. <laughs> Fucking use item, of course, is U. Obviously, yeah. cast item C. I love that. That's it's so fucking good. It's Maybe. it's it's rough, and that that's why I really want a source for it because like the gameplay itself is basically just Daggerfall, but a little bit more archaic, which is fine because Daggerfall yeah. is like surprisingly modern. But yeah. the controls, man! Oh, oh the controls! Real, yeah, that sounds like a problem. Like any anything with automatic arrow key movement is automatically just awful. I hate it. <sighs> Yeah, arrow key is an awful fucking default. I, I don't care yeah, why they even bought I, it back then. I mean, to be fair, WASD isn't exactly intuitive from like... You would assume the arrow keys would be standpoint. the thing. I mean, yeah. what I always thought, which I, I still 
thought back at the time was using the number pad. That seemed better, but Oh uh, yeah, but also not many uh not many keyboards had ten keys. True. I mean mm. they still don't. Yeah, honestly, I, I've been thinking about getting a uh, 10 keyless one myself, so, yeah. I need that number pad. I always, always use it for different things. Oh, yeah. Too convenient. True. So, yeah, Arena is kind of rough. Um, the story, the story is fine. It is an okay story. It is a, it is it, the epitome of okay. Serviceable, yeah, that's, that's... Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, descriptor. A good building block for later things. Yeah. Played a lot yeah. of serviceable games in my life, you know? So, the story is... You are... Uh, I think the, the official backstory is that you're like... Like, the lore is that you are the captain of Uriel Septim's guard. Yeah. And you've been put into the... Uh, You've been put into the prison because the uh, the battle mage, the Imperial battle mage Yegar Thorn, has basically done a done a little bit of a Freaky Friday. He's a uh, he's like taken the form of Uriel Septim, <laughs> and uh, he's doing nefarious deeds, <laughs> which it's a plot, and yeah. uh, essentially. Essentially, you were contacted by. I'm not sure who exactly Rhea Silmain is. Let me check and see what the wiki says. Yeah. Rhea Silmain was Jagarthon's apprentice. Okay, all right. I had a feeling it was something like that. So you're contacted by her in your sleep, and she says, Hey, uh, the key is over there. I don't know how you missed it. Uh, gather the 10 pieces of the Staff of Chaos. Uh, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> It's not not exactly like that, but she's you know you, you gotta you gotta gather the pieces of a staff of chaos and that will undo the curse. Go grab the thing and do the thing. Fantasy game, yeah, yeah. So perfectly you, you go fine, to a, like you say. Yeah, so yeah. you go to a dungeon in each province, and yeah, you 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 assemble the staff, and the game is won. That's it. Well, that's <laughs> it's a pretty classic adventure. Yeah, yeah, you have your side quests. You go in to get like you know artifacts and stuff, but for the most part, it's pretty bare bones. But then they just kind of they, they they decided to go above and beyond with the next game, yeah. Daggerfall. Well, before before we get into that, we should talk about our partner, Cushy Dreams. Ah, yes. Yeah. So sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yep. Got so there's a giveaway right. going on, right? Yes, there is. Yeah. If you use our code LOUD25, that's L-O-U-D-2-5 at checkout. Loud it's 25. not LOAD25. It is not. I want to know what idiot fucking... Anyways. Yeah. They're, they're dreaming of a, they're dreaming he's, a sponsor he's a Norwegian fuck. Uh, oh, that too. If you use our code LOUD25, that's L-O-U-D-2-5 at checkout, you're able to get 25% off your order. So oh, if you load order. up your cart... Yeah. If you load 25 up your cart, that's not the code, by the way. It's still loud 25. Still loud. If, if you load up your cart with $100 of product and you think, oh, no, I put too much weed in my cart. Don't worry. Because that's going to take $25 off yeah. instantly. And you still qualify for free shipping with that. And then you got that extra $25. You know what you can do? You can make bad decisions. You can buy more weed. 
I mean, or, or you can sign up to our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, you can sign up to our Patreon, and that's five whole months yeah. of patron content. There could even yeah. be merch in that 25. Like, hey, hey. You know, yeah, hey. that's, that could go a long way. We got, we got, we got a merch store, but let's let's get back to to cushy dreams because those those are the real MVPs. Because exactly. in addition, in addition to your twenty five percent off, you get entered to win one hundred and fifty dollars in free product. Yep, you will get uh, the CBD pre rolls, Dream and Relax, the Delta Eight THC pre rolls that are uh, Indica and Sativa. Two of the five-pack Peace and Energy half-gram pre-rolls, and a bag of Delta 9 gummies, which are the tangerine ones, which are really fucking good. It's oh, a yeah. big, big deal. It's a it's big, big it's and a also, huge sweepstakes. Keep, keep in mind, you have to enter in either your phone number or your email address to win. Yep. That's how you One or the other. Because so yeah, be if, if they can't contact you, how the hell are they going to let you know that you won? Oh, yeah. It's and good. after a little while, they'll just go to the next person. Is that what you want? Yeah. You know, you don't want to lose this opportunity. It's primo. Yeah, exactly. It, it again, it, it it's it's free real estate. It's free weed. If you it's win, stuff. that's one hundred and fifty dollars free. That's that's what you didn't have beforehand. So give it a shot. Uh, again, cushy dreams. Uh, code loud twenty five. Grab your delta eights, your delta nines, your pre rolls, and yeah. your gummies, and get them all fucking going, and then play a bunch of Daggerfall. There's, there's, you know, oh, we got yeah. Elder, Six, Elder Scrolls Six coming down the pipeline. Time to stock up, you know? Yeah, you gotta stock up for the next 20 or 30 years whenever that comes out. You've got at least six more years till that game comes out. Now is the time to stock up. Just saying. Yeah, that way. That way you have all that stuff you got for 25% off and possibly for free. Yeah. Just waiting for you when you're able to start your next Elder Scroll adventure. Look, Red guard. <laughs> you, you can't name your child because she dreams to get this. You can just enter code loud25 and get this. This is a better giveaway. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about that when we hit Skyrim, but anyways. Oh, yeah. All right, Speaking so... of which, I guess it's worth pointing out. I, I mean, yes. I think this episode will be coming out on the day of the, the big Skyrim anniversary. Yeah, it will so. it'll, it'll be going public that day. That's right, yeah. Again, so patron. I, I hope people have been enjoying their 10, well, what is it now, 12 years of Skyrim? Uh, look, it was yep. 2011. 12, 12 years, 12 years God. of Skyrim. God. 12 years of Skyrim. 12 years of Skyrim. I'm, I'd rather be in the fucking planet now. But 12 years <laughs> of Skyrim and they haven't fucking made a sequel and it's been Fallout 4 and Starfield. Yeah. Well, well uh, Fallout 4, Fallout 76 and Starfield. Because oh, core Bethesda right. team worked on that. Oh, how embarrassing. So back to nicer times. Yeah. Yes. So Daggerfall. Daggerfall, um, essentially they decided, you know, this wide, this wide scope, that's great, but let's just take this little bit and focus on it. And... They made my favorite game in the series. And I love guess You mean make a giant fucking world that's technically even bigger than the last one, but is technically smaller. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> they, they, they basically uh, made a full map of the general scale of High Rock and Hammerfell in uh, Arena. But instead of having single zones that you can go out infinitely from and not walk from town to town you can just go from you know private here privateers hold to gothway garden 
you can do that. So it's a big open world, basically. Yes. Normal. Yeah, it's very big. Yeah. It's huge. In fact, uh, bigger than Great Britain, which famously. Uh, oh. Yeah, I remember there used to be these um, these uh, graphs that would go around that would compare video game map size, and it would be like, GTA yeah, 3 is this big. Daggerfall, I think, is smaller than... There's some shitty... There's this one racing game that was only ever known for being like, it has a huge map with nothing in it. And that was like the one. It was bigger than Daggerfall. But oh. other than that, yeah, Daggerfall. See, there was also um, Just Cause 2, which had a fuck huge map. I remember. Just yeah. Cause 2 was massive. That's a good um, game, too. There's a few MMOs, but yeah, Daggerfall's like a huge, huge. Like, even to this day, it's one of the biggest maps in single player gaming. Yeah, it, it's one of the largest set size maps. Yeah, created yeah. maps which now people say that it's kind of empty it's like randomly generated there's nothing in it and what would you say to that it is slightly um, from what i remember a bit yeah you could argue that but also it's kind of unrealistic to have you know more handcrafted stuff like that in a game you know that large although i, I will i will really quick say uh the the uh the racing game that you're talking about is fuel fuel yeah i think so yeah yeah fuel is actually a lot smaller it's it's, it's actually yeah, it's... like a, a fifth of the size of dagger falls world oh okay lord of the rings online is a little over half wow actually a little yeah. over half yeah, and I mean, I guess people say it's like, you know, it's procedurally generated, but I don't know, there's still, you know, there's still quite a lot there. A lot of a lot of these maps have some some deal of procedural generation going on. Like I know Oblivion has the thing where the trees are all randomly generated. Yeah, there there's yeah. a there's a fun story about that if I remember when we get to Oblivion. Yeah. So for 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 Daggerfall, yes. I would say that it's 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 definitely fair to say that it's I mean, I mean it's true to say that it's you know generated beforehand and it's not handcrafted but also it doesn't really need to be like you know there are later elder scrolls games for that there's you know there's so much in daggerfall and a lot of it's the same but also that 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 lends to it being more believable i would say because, you know, if you go from one town to another in real life, you're not going to find, you know, everything's, everything's like, differently cultured and everything. If you're going to go to a town that's, like, a mile away, it's going to be pretty damn similar. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Same architecture and stuff. Yeah, and there's all... It's, that's also... That's not to say that, you know, exploring is meaningless, too. Because there are witch covens that you can just kind of find out in the world. And those let you summon Daedra any day of the year. Which, typically, Daedra have summoning days where you could summon them and do their quest. But with these covens, you can just summon a random Daedra whenever. <laughs> but for, for, for Daggerfall, it's less... Like, the scope adds to it, but it's not really about the scope. It's about the role-playing aspect. Because it, yeah. it's Daggerfall is much more of a fantasy life simulator than anything else, which is great. You yeah. can 
you know, you can take out loans, you can buy a house, you can climb on the buildings and jump around them like it's a fuck like fucking Assassin's Creed 4. There's your reference. Nice. You can, you know, you can you can buy a ship and that will make traveling cheaper and faster. You can like you you can you can join a fucking knightly order and get free bedrooms at an inn. Like there there's a lot that you can do in Daggerfall. You can spend a fucking ludicrous amount on a house. And it actually has like you know, it's actually a large house and not just like a couple of rooms with a fire pit and a crafting table. Wow, that is pretty expansive, especially for like I mean for I a guess game other... released in ninety six, absolutely. Well, released in ninety six, I was gonna say like there's like Ultima, I guess, would have been kind of the comparable thing, but then that was I think the 3D Ultima games were kind of a, a clone of of Arena and Daggerfall. I think they came out after. Actually, no. Ultima Underworld came out while uh, while Arena was in development. Oh, okay. And that was a that, that was kind of a big hit to the morale of the studio. Really? Yeah, because um because everyone was like, oh god, look at look at how great this game is. Our game doesn't really compare to that. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But now, you know, Elder Scrolls is one of the biggest ever <laughs> uh, fucking areas. So, areas. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm still looking at maps, and it has, has area right here. Area yeah. 62,394 square miles. That's, uh... <laughs> That's Daggerfall, but yeah, nice. now now Elder Scrolls is it's a much bigger franchise than Ultima, so Not I guess they won in the end. Kind of. What I do want to talk about is uh, specifically some of the lore implications of Daggerfall, because at the very beginning there wasn't much lore to go around, and Daggerfall added and expanded so much of it. And one of the most important things that Daggerfall did was the story of the game itself. Now, this, the, the story of the game itself, a lot of people have described as bare bones. I think that's because they don't really read into it. Mm. But it's this, like, massive web of political intrigue and, you know, an assassination plot, possibly, maybe. Mm, who knows? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect Linkara in this. <laughs> so, you have this, you know... The, this web of intricate political intrigue. You have assassination. You have, you know, a power grab for an artifact that's massively, massively overpowered. And you have the ending, which is... Endings. Yeah, yeah. Although there there is a canon ending. Let me pull up the quests. Because there, there are several different endings. Yeah. The first, I believe, Elder Scrolls game to have multiple endings, although I think it's so far the only one. That's really interesting. They didn't get much more ambitious after this one, I guess. I guess so. If I can find the endings, where are they? Hold on. I'm actually playing Daggerfall right now. It's oh, good. Shit. I really recommend it, especially with uh, some mods from the Nexus. 
Yeah, uh, I don't want to overfuck it and you know get the uh, you know the non. Yeah, I want to get vanilla plus experience kind of thing. Yeah, do not. And this is this is important to anyone listening who has any slight interest in playing Daggerfall. Do not get the GOG cut. It is oh. outdated. It has high system requirements, and it's generally all around kind of poorly put together. I don't know. Yeah, so you, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to make your own mods, but generally the first three or four pages of the Nexus, you'll find some stuff that you like, and put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, with the current build of Daggerfall Unity, uh, release candidate sixteen point one or zero point sixteen point one. Uh, there is an issue with um, uh, an issue that I was recently, like right before recording, trying to figure out with specifically the height maps. So you can't have any height map mods currently. Mm. You're gonna have to go back a version, which I'm probably I'm probably gonna have to do. But uh, as as things stand right now. Daggerfall Unity is the best way to go. Just don't get zero point sixteen point one until it's fixed. Just go back yeah. a version, and you know don't don't get the GOG cut. So, yeah, I definitely played the GOG one years ago, but it's uh, I guess yeah, it's probably best to probably get best to go with this now. It's the most modern version. It even has controller support to some extent. Well, see the the GOG version years ago would have been just plain old Daggerfall. Yeah. Yeah. But playing old Daggerfall, you know, despite having a better version out, it's still definitely I wouldn't really say worth it to go back, but it's it's not the end of the world if you can't if you somehow can't get Daggerfall Unity running. You're just gonna be playing with a lower resolution. Which is arguably better in a way, because it's like it fits the aesthetic, but you know, yeah, there there is fuck with that a little. There is a retro rendering mode uh, mm. for Daggerfall Unity. You're going to want to uh, open up the menu, and then up in the top corner, you'll see this little uh, like a hamburger kind of menu. Click that, go to effect settings, and you can choose your retro mode, which is really cool. Okay. Anyway, I need to check out these endings. It's weird that I can't find them on the... Uh... Oh, wait, is it? It's it's in Journey to Ethereus, isn't it? Yes, okay. Never mind. I'm just stupid. Okay, so during during the course of the game, you get to this little baby doll looking thing called the Totem of Tiber Septum. And this allows one to control the Numidium. The Numidium being a very large sort of it's described as like a brass giant. It's like a it's it's kind of like a mech. The Elder Scrolls version of a mech. Right. And every major power in the Iliac Bay wants this to, you know, express their control on the region to some extent. And you get to choose who so wait, you bring this it is to. The, this is the fucking Tamriel equivalent of Liberty Prime. Is this is this what yes. this is right? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's also it's also what Degothur was uh, trying to build at the end of Morrowind. Really? Okay. It's one of my favorite things about the Elder Scrolls series is the way that it kind of very subtly, it, most of the time, 
toys with like sci-fi fantasy stuff with robots and stuff like that and obviously oh, yeah. the, the dwemer and all of that yeah so you choose who to give it to and your choices are the king of worms who is the king of all necromancers uh his wish is to become a god the king of wayrest edwer who wants to become the active power in the Eliac Bay. Gortwag, king of Orsinium, king of the orcs, who wants to have his people be basically viewed as sentient beings. Right. Uh, Akarithi. Yeah. Uh, Akarithi of Sentinel, who wants to become the dominant power in the Eliac Bay. Uh, Emperor Uriel Septim VII, who people will recognize from the beginning of Daggerfall in the FMV, as well as being replaced by Yegar Thon in uh, Arena and uh, fucking dying in Oblivion. Huh, huh. <laughs> uh, he uses uh, he he basically just wants to restore order. He wants to just make peace. That's it, really. Uh, you can give it to Gothrid of Emba of uh, Daggerfall, and he uses it to take a shot, uh, become the active power in the Iliac Bay. Or you can give it to the Underking, and he just wants to fucking die. Same. Power move, power move. Yeah, uh, so he, he couldn't die before. I'll get into that in a second once we get to the uh, the ramifications of the ending. The yeah. endings. And uh, basically, his soul is trapped, and he cannot like he can't die at all, and he wants to. So he's gonna he he wants to use the Nibidium to fucking die. Uh, you can also, I think, attempt to use it yourself, in which case you will die, and the Nibidium will go fucking berserk and kill everyone. So. You make your way through the most complex dungeon in Elder Scrolls history, maybe besides Mournhold in um in uh Tribunal. Like old Mournhold. Yeah. This 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 dungeon will have you going forward and backwards, solving obscure puzzles, meeting Sheogorath at one point. Okay. Actually two points. You'll launch yourself with a cross, like a big giant crossbow. You'll climb up a sword. And then at the very end, you'll get to the Mantilla, which is the heart of the Numidium. You'll sealed away. And then a strange thing happens. In the game, you choose your ending and it happens. However, in the lore, they try to reconcile all of that by having a dragon break happen. Which means that every single ending, except for the bad ending, happens. So, the King of Worms uses the Mantella to make himself a god in the form of the Necromancer's Moon. Which is how Black Soul Gems start appearing from Morrowind onwards. Actually, I think Oblivion onwards. Yeah, I think so. So, that's why Black Soul Gems exist. Because the Necromancer's Moon, which is the King of Worms, shines down onto like select altars. All three of the powers just kind of clash with each other using the Numidian. And their borders remain the same. However, they are also subservient to the Empire. Which, you know, that's, what, that's how Uriel Septim uh, comes in. Right. Gortwag 
uses the Numidium to, you know, make orcs have rights. And that's why, starting from Morrowind, you can play as the orcs. And then, the Underking. The Underking is very interesting because it is possible that this man physically is Tiber Septon. I'm pretty sure he was he he died, like Tiber Septon's physical body died, but at the very least, what is canon? Or, you know, Elder Scrolls has a has an issue with a uh, an unreliable narrator. So this is this is what I believe to be canon and what is presented as what what happened with the Underking. So the Underking used to be Jiren Arctus. Yeah. Uh, who was the main battle mage for Tiber Septum. Tiber Septum wanted to control the Numidium and, you know, in doing so, conquered Morrowind to get it. So the tribunal were like, okay, we can't let that happen. We're going to give him the Numidium, but we're going to keep the power source to ourselves. And that's why the, that's why the tribunal were gods. So... Zurian Arctus and Tiber Septum had a bit of a problem. They have this big-ass giant robot, but they didn't have something that they could you know, use to control it. So Zurian Arctus had an idea. There is this guy called uh, Wolfharth. Hang on. Yeah, Zurian Arctus... Oh, e- Ismir Kingmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I have a lot of this in my brain. It's just uh I had a bit of a funny uh really bad uh experience working with uh Daggerfall Unity just now. And my mind is kind of halfway working on how to uh huh, huh. how to fix that. Oh no. Oh shit. Well, best of luck with that. So I'm pretty sure Ismir Kingmaker was the third. And Ismir Kingmaker was, you know, a very strong guy. He was also undead. And they just and Zirin Arctus and Tiber Septum decided if we can trap this guy's soul, then we can use it to control the Numidium. And Tiber Septum was like, yeah, okay. And they had a big fight. And during that fight, something weird happened. All three of their souls got combined into one oversoul. Hate so, when that happens. Yeah, I know. It, it keeps happening to me. More Freaky Friday. I know. So Zirin Arctus, uh, Ismir Wolfharth, and Tiber Septum are now all kind of mushed together as one soul. Now, Ismir Wolfharth dies. But, well, Ismir Wolfharth dies, and then Tiber Septum dies. So then, Zirian Arctus is kind of left as this eternally undead fuck. And so he can't fucking die. But, once he uses the Mantella to die, finally... The the Oversoul can finally let go of like the physical realm and ascend. Yeah. So by choosing that ending, the player of Daggerfall 
makes it so that Tiber Septum is is able to ascend as a god. Sorry about that. And that is why you don't ever hear of Tiber Septum worship until Morrowind. That's also mm-hmm. why I fucking fucking hate the Thalmor. <laughs> I hate them. I hate I'm them. Sure I hate them. I hate them. Because sure I did that. Oh. Well, I was just going to basically say why wait why what did the Thalmor do like let's i kind of forget what their whole so thing the Thalmor, is and... the Thalmor basically said hey uh fuck humans a human can't be a god hey empire is this, is this skyrim or before skyrim it's it's it happened like a little bit before skyrim like 30 okay. or something years because i don't remember them outside of skyrim were they like a thing before that or what well, the timeline is kind of out of order a little too, isn't it? Like the Skyrim, yeah. the newest one in the, the 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 canon or whatever. I'm I'm not sure. Skyrim is the most recent point in the canon. Yes. Okay. Uh, there was Elder Scrolls Online, which happens in the second era. Which personally, I'm going to be disregarding. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, we don't know too much canon. about it. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. Also, it's not really made by Bethesda. It's made by Zenimax. So my point of view on Elder Scrolls Online is that it is not canon until such a point as uh, Bethesda makes it canon with Elder Scrolls Six or any future game. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's so, fun for what it is. Yeah, I've, I've heard really few, good things about it. Tried it a few times. I'm not really an MMO guy. I've I've given it many fair shakes over the years, so I'm not really an MMO person. Yeah. Yeah. I see um, the Thalmor, though, their whole thing was... Yes, so basically they said, a human can't be a god. Hey, Empire, renounce Tiber Septum or we will kill you. And eventually the Empire was like, okay, fine, fine. Like, to shut you up, we will say we don't like him. Essentially, yeah. And (laughs) that is why I hate the Thalmor specifically. Specifically. Because I am the reason that Tiber Septum is a god. Like, I, I, I specifically chose to kill the Underking in the end because f- fucking mood, honestly. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, that guy sounds like he wanted it and everything. That's, that's yeah. interesting. I, uh, I wasn't fully aware of that. But the thing I knew about the ending of Daggerfall was just that. Well, I, it was always kind of a little silly to me, the, the concept of, like, oh, they had, like, five endings or whatever, so they couldn't pick one, so they just, you know, they couldn't have one that was the real canon one, so in Morrowind they just have a book that's like, yeah, something happened, and they're all, they all happened, I don't know. But I, if it does make sense within the world, you know? Yeah, they, they, I, I agree that it's a bit of a cop-out, however more interesting things have come of it than yeah. probably would come of it, you know, just having a singular canon ending. So yeah, I'm, and I'm it's cool a really cool. I, I just think it's a really cool concept in general. And I like that they kind of went with that. Like it's, it's, it's bold. It's interesting. Yeah. I really like it. So uh, don't, don't let my uh, dear listener do not let my uh, technical issues with Daggerfall unity fool you. I'm going to uh, revert to an earlier version later, like once we're done with this podcast, and I'm going to play some more, and I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. Hey. Daggerfall's great. Hey. Like from, 
from a gameplay standpoint, it has the most skills. And only a few of them are kind of useless. There's um, there's the dragon, harpy, impish, nymph, daedric, the, the all all of the languages, etiquette and streetwise, all of those. What they essentially well, etiquette and streetwise have different uses, but for the most part, they're just gonna keep you like every so often you'll run across a creature type, and you can pacify it. And it happens automatically. So that that's kind of useless, personally. Especially if you just want the experience from killing them. Uh, etiquette and streetwise are a little bit better. Um, because uh, if you get caught doing a crime, or if you get framed or something, um, you can choose to either debate or lie your way out of the, uh, the court proceedings. And depending on your etiquette and streetwise skill, you can have better results with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, so it's a more involved, more involved speech system, basically. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's involved, but it's definitely it offers. Well, it choice. is a little more involved from what I remember, like the actual dialogue, talking to people, thing. It's got a few more, or at least it. Yeah, it's kind of like I remember Fallout One has the option where you can like ask them things based on keywords. Most of the time, they'll just be like, "Oh, I don't know anything about that." Doesn't Daggerfall have something similar to that too? It does. Um, you can. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, thinking about it now, streetwise and etiquette also impact the dialogue. See, when you come up to a normal civilian, they're not going to have much interesting to say because they're just a normal guy. But you can ask them for directions around the city, and uh, up in the top corner, you can choose your tone, your tone of voice, right? Uh, which is polite, normal, and blunt. And etiquette adds plus to polite approach. Uh, streetwise adds plus to a blunt approach uh, as far as i know but typically i wouldn't say that it's more involved it's just mile wide inch deep <laughs> the, the yeah. specific sp specifically the uh the the dialogue see if i go to skills there's etiquette the conversation with NPCs it also includes rates. So etiquette allows you to pacify vampires, liches, and I'm pretty sure knights. Yeah. Uh, streetwise allows you to do the same for like archers and thugs and thieves and uh, I think rangers. Okay. But th those are the less useful skills. There's also swimming, which affects which it, it's not like Deus Ex swimming. Oh. Uh, it's like it, it improves your movement speed when you're in water, which does happen surprisingly often. You'll every every so often you'll come to a dungeon that has like a submerged section, or like you'll be you'll be going through Daggerfall Town and then oh here's a lake and I'm running from guards or something so I can cut across the lake and it'll be a little quicker. Um, then there's running and jumping, which are incredibly useful, especially in dungeons with like pitfalls and stuff, getting away from things fast. And then my favorite, my favorite movement skill, climbing. People always say that one's useless. They, they're wrong. Mm. They themselves See, are useless. Essentially, yeah. So, um, climbing. 
essentially you have, you have to like run up against the wall for a little bit and you'll start going into climbing mode. And then you can just scale a wall. You can do that in the city, for example. Sorry. So for the, um, for the fast travel system, you can choose to either travel cautiously or recklessly. Now, if you yeah. choose recklessly, you get there quicker, but you have a chance of arriving at night. At night, city gates are closed. So, you use your climbing skill, get inside the city. That is really cool, and that's definitely not a thing they allow you to do in the walled-off city cells of fucking Oblivion, Oblivion or whatever. Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. There's also, um, you can just climb buildings. <laughs> you can climb buildings in cities and just jump across them like your Assassin's Creed. Nice. You can... You can climb different sections of a dungeon, like if there's like a balcony that you want to get to, but you don't want to like go around the dungeon to find a way up. You can just climb up. It's, it's, I'm just so sad that they didn't include that in any other game. Yeah. I mean, people talk about a lot of the things that like were cut from Oblivion or from, from Morrowind, but I remember back in the day hearing, seeing this big post that was just detailing in a sim like a green text fashion in the way that people would do like I can't believe Skyrim so fucking but it was like that but for Morrowind like no horses tiny map n no climbing skill and it's like well yeah you really can kind of just still do that you know even with that game yeah there are there also um you can buy a horse in Daggerfall it's janky. Because essentially what it does is it lets you move it, it, it lets you move faster. You have a different sound when you're walking. You hear clop clop instead of thump thump. Alright. And you have a little horse sprite in the center of your screen. It uh, doesn't change anything besides that. However, the funny part about it is that if you cast Levitate, your horse flies too. Yay! <laughs> I, I'm I'm honestly all for that. I like that, yeah. So um Dagger Daggerfall is uh it is specifically a first person game. There is no third person mode that was only added with uh Morrowind. Right. Which does suck, but also eh, eh, it's fine. It's not necessary. Yeah, it's it's not really necessary. Uh no spear skill, which oh. I love me some spears. So that sucks. Uh, you can buy Spear Chads Rise Up. Yeah, there's a whole thing about like carts with like robbery. I remember that you can like you can cheese the game really hard with carts, can't you? Yes. Go and go into a go into a shop, sit in the corner, loiter until after the shop closes, and then just steal things. Like steal everything that you can from the shop, and then put it all in your cart. Nice. And you just you just keep doing that. And random thing, as I'm playing this, I have to point out another thing that's... So Morrowind, you know, most people that are listening to this, I think it's fair to say, the, the most they pl have played is Morrowind, like the oldest. Most people, though, Oblivion and Skyrim, probably. And even if you, you know, those three, uh, the thing that you mainly... Uh, mu music it's uh music wise pretty good games in terms of music uh you know good soundtracks morrowind you know the the, cl the classic themes and everything 
But fucking Daggerfall has this like dope MIDI stuff going on. Yeah, Daggerfall has some great completely MIDI. different from everything else in this. Well, maybe a, Arena is similar, but completely different it from does, the later stuff. It does reuse some tracks from Oblivion, not Oblivion, Arena. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. it's it they're they're good tracks. Like yeah, there are there are only a few duds when it comes to this soundtrack, and yeah, it's 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 just a good soundtrack. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just interesting. Like going from, I don't know the the Morrowind and everything. Like one of the things I remember is like, okay, the soundtrack is pretty good, but man, you sure just wind up listening. It's like twenty minutes of songs that just loop over and over again forever. And it gets kind of repetitive in a way that it's a little different here. There's, I don't know, it just, just feels a little, uh, a little different than the later stuff. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, characteristic style to these, these early ones that is just um, like, yeah, technically it's part of the same series, same world and everything, same lore, but you know, there's just a di- very different vibe. Yeah, it's a bit gingle doofy. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, Very oh, you must go. You must go and get the crystals of Gingledoof. Oh, exactly. there's a goblin. Watch out for him. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I would. I would describe it that way as well. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit more generic fantasy, but also, I would say that the only Elder Scrolls games that aren't generic fantasy are Morrowind and Skyrim. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's in keeping with the the tradition of the time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Daggerfall. Technically, the world of Daggerfall is a place that's kind of what is it? It's, it's supposed to be more of a desert or something, isn't it? The it's 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 very varied. It's a lot more varied than people think. Mm. So the area also, I'm in now is all snowy. Yeah. So. Uh, High Rock is typically, you know, forested, you have mountains, you have a lot of snow. And then across the bay, there's Hammerfell, which there's, you know, rainforests, uh, marshlands, and then a large portion of it is the, uh, the Alakir Desert. So there, there's, there, there's a good amount of range when it comes to the climate uh, of, the, uh, of the world. That's cool. So yeah, just give, give to anyone listening, give Daggerfall a try. Just download Daggerfall Unity. It's a little. It takes a uh, takes a bit to set up, but you can you can find several great guides. And yeah, it's just it's really good. Also, it has boobies if you're interested. You know, a little also, bit of booby. Also, this is immensely useful. I have to say. If you would like to just skip past the kind of lame intro dungeon, There's there an is an option for that. And I have thankfully taken that option because I started and I was like, wow, I'm just dying to a rat. How about that? And I'm like, I just kind of want to like explore a town or something. They just let you. So there you go. Yeah. Play the See, I like version. I like the starting dungeon. I admit it's not that's terrible. I've done it before. It's because I like dungeons personally a lot. However, I will say, I was very skeptical about this uh, this option at first, but if you're playing on Daggerfall Unity, absolutely enable the smaller dungeons option. Yeah. I was I was skeptical of it because I thought it would it, I thought it would be like you know, 
you have these massive labyrinthian dungeons from Daggerfall, and then you're gonna fucking make them a, a, a an oblivion dungeon or something like that. Yeah, I thought that was what was gonna happen. No, it's just it it, it reduces the complexity while also keeping a lot of the uh, the expansiveness. So you're not you're not gonna be you're not gonna be stuck in a dungeon for two hours. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. It did get pretty rough. Um, it, the The map system, I think, is the the best that a map has been for a game like a dungeon crawler game like this. Yeah, because it's like three dimensional, and you it, you you view you view it at almost an isometric angle, and that helps a ton for navigation. Especially right. since the uh, your current position and your and the entrance are both marked by uh, respectively red and green like pillars, so you can you can pretty easily see how close you are to the exit and stuff like that. That's pretty cool, yeah. So yeah, I recommend Daggerfall. Um, smaller dungeons option. Don't get the GOG cut. Maybe start off as pretty vanilla. Maybe just do some texture stuff if you're not into the old look. But yeah. for the most part, it's a fine game on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, despite the age, I suggest. Uh, I mean, I've I've had some issues in the past where I played it and some of the quests break. I've talked before that I don't like Daggerfall very much, just because like the one time I did play it before, it was the GOG one, so it's not really this version. So. You know, I'm giving it that I'm giving this version the the new shot too. But um yeah, I played like multiple quests and I felt like, oh, go to this guy's house. Oh, there's just nobody in the house. Okay. Well, never mind. And yeah, I th- I think I think what happened is that you didn't install like the the patches. I might have, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, it was uh there was there's some issues there. Daggerfall's notoriously buggy, but like listen, man, listen, listener. If you know anything about, like, New Vegas or fucking KOTOR 2 or any of these fucking games that are, like, ambitious, they're always going to be a buggy pile of shit. Kind yeah, of. usually. Like, typically. You you gotta look past all of the horrible crashes and just play, you know, look look at the good. Yeah. I will say I haven't had much of an issue with uh, bugs. Sometimes they'll crop up, but it's never been anything, like, massive. No, it's good, yeah. I'm assuming, like, Unity and a lot of the patches and stuff have kind of worked that out, and then there's mods and everything, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then, what, what was it, like, four or five, how many years later was Morrowind? Six, I think. Jeez, that's six to 2002. Because I and I they can't they can't have been making Morrowind that whole time I assume that's true. Thank you for the segue. So uh, right after no. Daggerfall, they started working on Morrowind, but they 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 said, okay, this is going to take a long ass time. Let's huh. put out some other stuff in the meantime. So they worked on Battlespire, which is essentially a really long dungeon crawl with like, you know. New 3D polygonal weapons. Um, you have like enemies that you can speak to. Actually, like they have voice to dialogue as well. 
there's there's all sorts of good things about Battlespire. A lot of people hate Battlespire, which hmm. is a shame. I I think it's okay. Battlespire is a fine game. It's just kind of there though. It 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 definitely it shows its age more than uh, more than Daggerfall does, especially since it's kind of linked to DOS and it's definitely a game that really should have just been on Windows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also a game that's in, like entirely combat focused and, you know, some people might not be super into that, I I suppose. Yeah, it is one big dungeon to crawl, but also it's it's not like it's always intense. There's a good deal of like puzzle solving and areas where you're not really fighting much. However, the the intro doesn't really help it. Yeah. I haven't played this one too much, admittedly. It could just get a whole lot worse later. But from what I played, I liked it. It was all right. That's so, but good. it wasn't really met with great reviews, understandably, I guess. Um, and so then in comes in comes our favorite character. Bethesda's golden lad, Fargoth. Yes, he fucked your wife, and now and now you're crying. <laughs> that is that that that's a reference to our uh, Elder Scrolls Three multiplayer TES Three MP server. Oh yes, where in one of the uh, mods that I made for it, I accidentally made every single NPC say uh, say the line that I was giving to uh, Socusius Ergala. The ah yes, we've been expecting you. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and I, I made it so that um because you had to replace like the uh I had to replace the first area because it was like barred off because default character creation fucks it up. Mm-hmm. So people wanted him back in. So I was like, okay, I'll put him back in. So he's in the basement. Uh he's in the flooded basement crying. That's the reason it's flooded, because Fargoth fucked his wife. And I accidentally gave every NPC in the game that dialogue. That was a glorious moment. I miss it. We we, we got to start that thing back up soon. That'd be good, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been thinking about that, too. I started working on an update for it, but I didn't get too far. I put Maxwell in the game. Holy shit. Alright. So, um, our favorite character comes in at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Not first... Far. The first Elder Scrolls game that Todd Howard ever produced. Redguard. I hate Redguard. Redguard is bad. Really? Yeah, it it tries to be Tomb Raider. Mm. It doesn't do that well. (laughs) Admittedly, I haven't played it much. But, again, like like Battlespire, from what I played, I don't like it much. Hmm. And it also has some horrible voice acting. Like you got, you got, you, it, it it needs to be heard to be believed. Eventually, I am gonna like actually give it a real playthrough, but I don't want to. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, um, that's this one actually takes place. Excuse me. Uh, way back during the second era, where Tiber Septim is alive, and he's actually in the process of conquering Tamriel. 
So it is fun if you want like a change of setting time-wise. Because Battlespire takes place like either right before or right after Arena. I forget which. So at this point, Bethesda's kind of suffering. Uh they are they're they're kind of in a rough place. Yeah. And then they uh good. So they, they basically spend all of their money and split the company into three. There's ZeniMax, the sort of main, kind of like the umbrella company that, you know, covers all of the underlings. Then there's Bethesda Softworks, which uh, they're the ones who publish the games. And then there's Bethesda Game Studios, who makes the games. And during this, they were making Morrowind, another game that Todd is the executive producer of. And Morrowind turned out to be a massive hit. Yay. And it's really good. It's a really good game. And oh. um, sadly, I don't want to get too much into it because there's some we're we're coming up on and we're past an hour now. And there's yeah. a lot of lore tidbits that I want to get into that's really fun. Um, but Morrowind turned out to be a really good game with a lot of crazy story and really good, like, you know, environment design and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's the first Elder Scrolls game to have a massive mod community. Which, oh, that's an understatement, almost. Well, it's it's the first one to. Yeah. Well, more more it, it, didn't really like, have a massive mod big. community. It has a large mod community. Yeah. Skyrim, yeah. Skyrim Fallout Four, yeah. New Vegas. That's that's when, that's, when, that's when the cocaine comes in. Yeah, like, straight up. Let me actually look because I have Nexus mods pinned. Uh, Skyrim Special Edition, sixty thousand mods. Skyrim, almost seventy thousand mods. Fallout Four, almost fifty thousand mods. And then we go down here to Morrowind, uh, just over ten thousand mods. Ah, that's still so. It's not. It's not at insane levels, but it's. it's but it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of mods. Although to be in. You know, also, Morrowind has had how many years? How many yeah. years to have that many? Has it been 21? Yeah, it has. Wow. Yeah. Morrowind is old enough to drink. Morrowind Hell, the Game is... of the Year edition is old enough to drink. No, yeah. not actually, no. No, it's got another year. At least yeah, a, at Morrowind... Least Morrowind is a game that there's been much talked about. If you really want a very in-depth thing about the the mechanics and everything, obviously Patrician TV's got you covered. The eight-hour Morrowind video. And then, of course, Skyrim and Oblivion as well, with ridiculously long <laughs> the, videos. The 12-hour Morrowind video. And the, uh, how many hours? Hold on, I have a... What is it? No, the 20 19, hour, 20 the 20-hour Skyrim duology. And, I mean, you'd think that it would be a lot of, like, wasted time, but no, I mean, he goes, I mean, depending yeah, on the, what you view as wasted time, it's all kind of relevant to the points he's making. Yeah, these games are massive. They require a lot of time to adequately cover. And a lot of yeah. people don't cover a lot of the, that's one of the things about his videos, and he's very smug about it, which I love, where he's like, most people don't put in the effort to actually point out this part, but I did. And I'm like, yeah, you sure did, buddy. Good for 
And he shows clips of other people's reviews that are just not pointing things out. Like, well, yeah, you guys didn't actually even do this quest. How about that? Yeah, the, I think the most egregious is uh, in in Skyrim. The uh, Salt Factory? I used uh, to follow yeah. him, but that, after after this, I got fucking mad at him. But the Salt Factory... I watched it the Salt Factory did a quest in Windhelm, and he came to a very unsatisfactory conclusion, but he only played half of the quest. If he had come back to Windhelm any time after like a few days had passed in-game, he would have gotten told, hey, uh, we, we put away the wrong guy. You know, so... It would have been fine if he had just been like, oh, shit, you're right, sorry. But mm. he he gets really, like, asshole-ish about it. Like, oh, well, how was I supposed to know that you were supposed to come back after so and so many days? Ooh, obviously, this is great quest design. Ooh, yeah. Like, being really stupid and sarcastic you know, about it. That's so funny, because that transitions me into the thing I wanted to talk about with Morrowind, which was... Years ago, I mentioned I started playing it in, like, 2007. Um, and then I, I liked it well enough, but as I played more of it, I started to get, like, I, I started to have problems with it. And I, I went on V, and V would complain about it, and I'd be like, yeah, those fucking guys are right. And then I started writing this ridiculous, like, AVGN-style review of Morrowind. Oh, where, no. I still kind of have it, but it's like, it needs recovery or whatever. But it's it was basically, like me like misinterpreting a lot of design decisions like like yeah so you can't fast travel so you gotta walk everywhere and just like me being just a complete fucking idiot and uh yeah i can just imagine because that reminds me of that like yeah nobody tells you to go back to the place but you know maybe you, you would, would. I, to 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 his credit, it's like in Skyrim, I I probably wouldn't. I would expect a quest marker and and have a thing like, oh, it's, it hasn't said quest complete yet, so I don't, you know, you know, like there's something still to do. But but no, if it was Morrowind or any kind of game that had like any intuitive thing, like yeah, you would just kind of go by your own role play or whatever, yeah. And uh, that was an issue I had, you know, when I first started playing it. I'm like. Why don't the weapons work? That's a famous thing with Morrowind. Is that oh, the yeah. weapons don't work? But it's I like... do. I do want to actually really quick because uh, Patrician, Patrician TV really says this well. And if you have a free eight hours, which huh, huh. is a big ask, but also you're watching this podcast, so yeah, yeah. You, got, you got a little bit of time. If, if you have an extra, if yeah, if you have it's, a free eight hours, it's I not really a recommend. terribly visual video. You can just listen yeah. if you're at work or something. Put it on in the background. It's great background noise. Yeah. But put it on the background and just listen to Patrician TV's Morrowind video. He goes over every complaint about the game, and some of the complaints, sure, they're more valid than others. Oh, but it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a perfect game. In fact, a lot of people think that he said that because they look at the time and they look at Morrowind. Oh, it's a, it's a review of Morrowind that's this long. Obviously, he says more than this game's stupid and stinky. So obviously he likes it. Yeah. What a what a monster. Where were we? Uh, uh, I was talking about Morrowind, talking about yeah. the the miswind combat. 
Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. I, I really can't say it quite better than him, but essentially it's, it's dice roll combat. A lot of the people who, you know, they'll go, they'll put, they'll post a video of themselves, you know, running through character creation as fast as possible, grabbing the very first like dagger that they find. And then going to the nearest enemy and then just spamming attack and thinking, yeah, this is, this is how video games, obviously it's bad. Yeah. It's like me, like, oh, it's Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not like that. You have to choose your weapon based on the stats that you pick. You have to like get something that's better than the rusty iron dagger. That's you, that you're first given in the tutorial. Like you gotta, you gotta put stuff in to get stuff out, you know? It's not gonna hold your hand. I don't know. People are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a lot of people have problems with that. I mean, I've said before the thing is that it looks visually like you are hitting people, so it's kind of Yeah. But then I, it's I... similar to like Knights of the Old Republic in that same way. Yeah, I, I do agree that uh, again with what uh, with what Patrician TV said that uh, y- they probably should have added some kind of mechanic where if you miss, it'll tell you or it'll like play a whoosh sound effect instead of you know nothing. making it exactly like yeah. hitting. Literally yeah. nothing, almost. Although yeah. I will say, there's something the major I disagree with Patrician TV on. And I don't want to get too much into Skyrim because it's a game that's been talked about to death. Yeah. Yeah. But he's absolutely wrong about the Stormcoat conflict conflict. Like, holy shit. Oh yeah. Like, I, I have opinions on that. I think the Stormcloaks are that's hilariously short sighted. I think that the only way to stop the Old Mary Dominion from being dicks is to come together as united as possible and drive them away. But like there, there is a very good reason that the Thalmor have identified Ulfric Stormcloak as an, an un uncooperative asset. Like there's a very good reason that they see him as an asset. It's because shit like this is, you know, it, it only, it only helps the Thalmor. Yeah. It, it fucking... I could go on about that for ages, but oh, yeah. I, I don't have the brain. We're we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to revisit this and talk more about like, you know, the later games. Like, go in depth on Morrowind, go in depth on Oblivion, go in depth on Skyrim. Not like uh, yeah. incredibly in depth, but like I, I at least want to. I, I want to at least start replaying some of them again. Yeah, yeah, I do want to go through the stories of these games again. I've gone through. I've gone through Daggerfall really recently, like within the past year. Yeah. I haven't gone through the others recently. Like, not even Skyrim. Hmm. Although I have gone through um, Dawnguard. That was fun. Dawnguard's pretty good from what I've heard. I I love Dawnguard. It's great. Alright, so... So, Let's let's move on to some, uh, some lore tidbits for a little bit. Some fun stuff. Chim! Kim is a Kim is a really good uh, starting point. Yeah. So, uh, did you know 
dear listeners, that uh, there is basically the equivalent of console commands in the Elder Scrolls lore. Is it Kim? Is how it's pronounced? Yeah, it's pronounced Kim. Kim, okay. Well, that was always the meme back in the day on, on V. You would just All caps see... All too. Yeah, C-H-I-M, and it was fucking um, a Vivek's face or some, like, Vivek-related meme. And it would be, yeah, it would be people trying to blow your mind with... Well, well the other thing was... Because the Elder Scrolls lore is just insane when you actually get it's, into it's, it. Like, it's nuts. What the actual Elder Scrolls are is ridiculous. And they then, are like. Fragments of creation. Whatever that means at any given time. Basically, when, uh, when Tamriel was being. or when Nern was being created. Uh, wow, it is difficult to explain. Yeah. Basically, they. They're they're fragments from when the when the world first existed, and they're a bit like the building blocks of reality. All right, all right, yeah, it's kind of nuts. So there's that. There's the him thing, which is essentially people described it back in the day as when you do a quick save, that's canon. Kinda, Your character yeah. just has that power, basically. Uh, and there was other elements to it, like the Vivek character has it too, and is like aware of you kind of as the player or whatever, and that's kind of an element. But then it goes so much deeper with the... I always use the example of the uh, the, the, the Kirkbride story, I think his name is, the with the, the, the ninth era sp- mining sh- elf ships in space. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's sci-fi, magic, fantasy, future bullshit. And I'm like, I wish the games would do some some of that. Just a little. Just a little future elf bullshit, you know? So, going back to Kim. uh, So, have you ever read the Pocket Guide to the Empire inside of uh, fucking uh, Morrowind? Have you ever read the Pocket probably, Guide to the Empire of Morrowind? I, I that probably says have, that, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> it's the one that says that Cyrodiil was an endless jungle and had a rice-based economy. Ah, uh, yes, the famous <laughs> jungle. Kim I mean, is the Kim is the reason that that can't that, that that's not in Oblivion because Tiber Septim used it to make Cyrodiil to in into craft it in his uh, to his design. Yeah. So basically, he said, "Jungle, cringe." Yeah. No. Nah. Lord of the Rings. Based. <laughs> Lord of the Rings in two thousand five, when we wouldn't have to render an entire jungle with people living in tree cities. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so man, there, there's also other stuff like um, essentially Kim Kim is uh, it's. Essentially, the character becoming aware that reality is not real, and just kind of molding it according to their will. It's a matrix. Uh, yeah, it's essentially console commands. Hmm. I mean, and yeah, hey, yeah, superpowers are fucking cool. Well. Yeah. Um. In addition to Kim, there's uh. Well, we can talk about some of the races. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's get into the racism. So how about <laughs> them tree dicks? All right. So 
Uh, I'm just going to go through these as they're listed on the uh, the UESP. Mm-hmm. Bretons. Bretons are kind of boring lore-wise, if, unless you like really like political intrigue, which, to be fair, I do kind of like political intrigue. But it's uh, also but... being written by Bethesda, so... Political True. intrigue can be a little iffy of him. But some of it was like a good deal of it was written in by past Bethesda. Yeah. Mm. All right. You know, Michael Kirkride and all that. So okay. the Bretons are kind of half Nord, half High Elf. And because of that, they have the best qualities of both races. But more inclined towards magic. Uh, famously in one of the games, I think Morrowind, uh, Bretons are better for ma- like magic uses, u- usage than high elves. Like they have more like magica. They have a larger magical pool. Oh, that's mm. awesome. Um, they're, they're the race that I play because I always go for like battle mages and I don't really like playing a Dunmer outside of Morrowind. I just feel like that's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah. But like Bretons. I can I can vibe with a Breton, uh, you know, uh, famously memed on for being cucks. You know how it'd be. <laughs> yeah, Bretons are the bitch race. They really are. Well, they're they're one of the couple bitch races. Yeah. Uh, also, Tiber Septum was absolutely a Breton. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, true. Shit, shit. Fuck you, Nords. I guess it could be Fuck worse. Fuck you, Nords. Uh, Cyrodiil's. Imperials. Uh, Cyrodiils are a weird one. Yes. Because they only started to exist in Morrowind. And there's really not too much here other than the stuff that was retconned for Oblivion. Give me a sec. Had to cough there. So there are two, three, no, two. There are two kind of sub races of Imperials. You have the Colovians, who are a little bit, you know, they're they're darker skinned, they're hardier, they're stronger. Uh, they typically live around uh, Anvil, Kavach, Coral. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're a bit more like skewed toward the Red Guard side of it. And then you have Nibineans, who live in, like, you know, Chadenhall and Breville and <laughs> Leowen. <laughs> Breville is worse than Leowen. I just said Leowen last. And they're, they're a little bit more Bretonish, yeah. which is weird because they're further from, uh, they're, they're further from High Rock, but, you know, a little bit more, like, intellectual. Lighter skin. They were real uh, thinking okay. thoughts ones. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they got big brain. Um, there's not really much to say about Imperials that isn't just kind of outright stated in like Oblivion and Morrowind and stuff. However, we're starting to get into some more uh, fun races. The Nords. Oh, the Yay. Nords were the Nords were so cool until skyrim happened huh they used to be yeah. like almost celtic they had like the the voice was a, like a power that all nords had 
there was there was just so much cool shit and admittedly there's cool shit afterwards like the whole dragon war stuff that's cool i like that but typically nords have gotten a little bit less interesting the more we've been exploring them which to be fair that's happened also that also happened with uh you know cyrodiil's imperials and um in oblivion yeah but yeah, I don't really have much to say about them either. <laughs> play play Skyrim. You'll get you'll get most of what you need to know. Yeah. Red guards. Red guards are love red guards. A, a preferred race for me, and uh, my well, I think my favorite character I ever played in Morrowind was a red guard swordsman guy, and uh, yeah, that's a good it's good good fun you know buffs. I don't know. I guess it all depends on your play style, but. Works for me, yeah. Red guards are so cool. I love red guards. So, yeah. a brief history of red guards. So, oh yeah. Red guards currently reside in the continent, uh, the, the continent, the uh, the the province of Hammerfell, which is mostly desert, jungle, and some mountains. They used to live in Yokuda, which is a uh, an island that's off to the uh, west. Yeah. Of High Rock and Hammerfell. Uh, it collapsed. I'm pretty sure because of... I'm pretty sure it's for natural like for natural reasons. Um, we might actually find out in the Elder Scrolls 6 if the rumors are true and it takes place in uh, Hammerfell. Right, right. But uh, the, the sinking of Yakuda is a bit of a mystery currently. Now... Before they were Yokudans, <laughs> they sidestepped in from a previous universe cycle. Oh, shit. So, Elder Scrolls has these things called Kalpas. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just a generic, like, term for, like, anything like a universe cycle. Yeah. And the current one was due to end in Skyrim. But the Dragonborn stopped it. The previous one is where the uh, Yokudans originally come from. And they sidestepped, they, they essentially sidestepped in. Uh, let me find the exact. Where is it? History. So I think it's called the Long Walk. And they they came with a race of elves called the left-handed elves. Fucking bitches. <laughs> Fucking heretic left-handers. So, eventually, uh, the Yokudans genocided the left-handed elves. It's... Hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely butchering it, but Redguard lore is some of the most interesting in the entire series. It's amazing. They have yeah, sword awesome. singing, the crowns and the forebears. Uh, the, for, the forebears are basically the original uh, warrior class. And the crowns were kind of... The, the crowns are more traditional. The forebears are a little bit more, okay, let's, let's change a few things. Yeah. Yeah, so the, for, the forebears are, you know, they, they typically... They're typically the ones that you see out and about outside of the uh, outside of Hammerfell. 
They're the ones who embrace new ideas and stuff. The crowns are very much... They're, they're very much set in their ways. Mm. Oh, geez, what else? Uh, the Lotunics, which um, I'm pretty sure they appeared during the Warp in the West. I'm pretty sure. And though those those were led by King Lotun, who is in Daggerfall. You, you meet him. Oh, yeah. Actually, do you meet him, or is he the one that's missing? No, you meet him. So they follow him. There, there's, there's so much else. Like I, you can go into detail about sword singing, the entire, like the the entire history of the Long Walk. It's, it's a lot to talk about, and I'm very tired. Hmm. We, we definitely need to do another, another episode of this, because there is, there is some really cool stuff with Red Guard lore. There's also, just an image here on like. From the official cookbook, Redguard Rice, which looks kind of delicious. I'm gonna have to oh look wow, at this. yeah, that does look good. I'm gonna have to look at the official uh the official Elder Scrolls cookbook at some point. Got another cough. That does look really, right. really fucking good. Yeah. So I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hungry too. Uh. So, the Altmer, the High Elves, they call themselves cultured people. <laughs> Fucking dorks. I don't really have much to say about the High Elves. Um, you, you can pretty much glean a lot of them from looking at Bethalmor and, uh, and Skyrim. Uh, stayed pretty true to what they were originally. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online kind of takes a bit of that and, from what I remember, <laughs> just kind of steps on it. Because, mm. like... There, there's a lot of really cool Altmer lore that's in, like, Morrowind and Oblivion and stuff, where they have, like, buildings made of poetry and shit like that. Like, this really, like, insane shit that... That is fucking wild. Admittedly, admittedly is pretty hard to realize in a convincing manner, especially in an MMO. So, sure. But the, the, the big thing I want to talk about with the Altmer is that they think they're going to find the their their original fatherland, Aldmeris. And holy shit, Aldmeris does not fucking exist. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. I'm pretty sure that's not like officially canon. I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, ooh, maybe maybe Christmas. Mm -hmm. But it definitely doesn't exist in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely in your opinion. Okay. Yes. Hey. Bosmer. Uh, the, the Bosmer eat people. The Bosmer are cannibals. They don't eat vegetables. <laughs> because Oof. because plants are life, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> the Bosmer are weird. They're like very the short. Bosmer are the ones they're the ones that people really want to have the game based in the fucking tree village or whatever. There's Somerset Isles, I think. Valenwood. Summer, Somerset Isles is uh, the Altmer, the High Elves. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Valenwood would be pretty interesting, but I feel like they'd have to, like, pair it with elsewhere to, like, get, first of all, a good, like, <clears throat> diversity of landscape. 
as I well mean, as size. That's never stopped them before with the jungles of fucking Cyrodiil, you well, know? Well, yeah, but, you know, at least you had the snow in Cyrodiil. At least you can go up north. Yeah. And, like, to the swamp in the south. Yeah. At the very least. But, like, Valenwood, as far as I know, it's all forest. <laughs> but, um... There, there's there's a little bit of interesting stuff. There's, like, cities made entirely of trees and all of that. There's, you know, the the Wild King. They worship Hircin and Hermaeus Mora. All of that stuff. It's really cool. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then we have the Dunmer. The Dunmer are, if not the most interesting, definitely the most fleshed out in an interesting way. Because they used to be the Chimer, C-H-I-M-E-R. But then, the Tribunal, which is uh, Almalexia, Sothasil, and Vivek, essentially... So they tapped into the heart of Lorcan, if you remember earlier, that's the power source of the Numidium, to become gods. And, you know, they, they kind of ruled over Morrowind for a while. And then Azura, who was one of the Daedric Princes, the Daedric Prince of the twilight of dusk mm. uh essentially said okay oh you want to be gods huh oh you want to be gods huh and basically punished the entire of the the entirety of the chimer for uh worshiping the tribunal and azira's punishment was making them black <laughs> oh no oh boy what a shame yeah so that's that's why in um that's why in um, Tribunal, if you look at Almalexia, she looks more like a high elf. Hmm. Because, um, oh, geez, when was this? During the Mythic Era? The, um, the followers of Trinimac? Was it the... No. Hmm. Hold on. It's Veloth, okay. Uh, so Veloth went over to Morrowind, and then... We'll get to Trinimac later. Mm. So Veloth uh, left the Somerset Isles to, I think, look for Aldmeris. But um, instead they found Morrowind and they were like, eh, fuck it, let's just stay here. Yeah, that works well enough. Giant ash volcano, you know. Yeah, so... Um, that's why you'll see Almalexia and she looks a little bit more like a uh, high elf because she's a Chimer, not a Dunmer. Oh, shit. And that's why Vivek is half and half because he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure the reason is that he's showing solidarity with his people. Hmm. Makes sense. So next we have the Argonians. Oh, boy. The Argonians are weird. People like, talk about them. Yeah, they're like... There's there's swamp lizards who worship the hist tree, and uh, the females have uh, boobies which are which carry hist sap, and that's the reason. It's definitely not because someone at Bethesda was a scaly. No, nope. not at all. What are you talking about? So uh, they call themselves the sex heel. The, the sex heel. Sex heel. What? Sex, Fuck yeah. Sex heel. Okay. People, people of the root. I see. And they're kind of made of the hist, I think. 
I'm not really I'm I'm not as up to date on the beast folk lore as I am with other stuff. They have and... the tree dicks. That's that was the famous one. Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't That's... the fucking don't the Khajiit also have something wacky about them too? We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll get a lot more in depth with this later. Uh, I'll I'll admit I didn't prepare much for this because I was busy yeah, fixing the thing with Daggerfall. But yeah, it's I I I I'll, again I'll admit I don't know that much about the Beast Folk, the uh, Khajiit and Argonians. Right. Uh, however, I do know that the Khajiit uh, famously have barbed penises. Right, right. The, uh, well, as, that's their cats, so yeah. I guess it makes sense. As as confirmed in the real Berenzaya. <laughs> Or the true Baron Zaya, if you're in the weird, inconsistent Daggerfall. They actually say that in the fucking book? Yes. I think the direct quote is, his penis had tiny little barbs on it. Oh yeah, wow. don't, don't cats have barbed penises in real life? Oh yeah, I mean, they do. I, that's just still strange, I don't know, wild. So they, just, they put that in the game that it, you assume that would be like one of those things like, oh, wow, weird little thing hidden in the lore. No, it's just in the game. Yeah, well, there. it's only in Daggerfall. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Morrowind onwards, the temple, literally 1984, censored it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm assuming they did that for age rating purposes. Yeah, it makes sense. Also, so, oh, never mind, go ahead. It's an unrelated Morrowind thing, but. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, one of my favorite things in Morrowind, I really love the giant floating rock prison thing, because it's really... Mis the truth, yeah. yeah, I don't really know much about the lore about it. Um, I just know that, like, I know that, like, um, it's interesting to me, because you never really have to... You don't really have to go there at any point, do you? I don't think so, I don't no. think so. And no. I think you might, you, might, you might have to for, like, a Thieves' Guild quest. Yeah, some I'm sure some quest brings you, but like for the main quest or any like normal sort of play, you, you don't really need to ever go there, but it's just such a weird it's kind of like a Hyrule Castle Breath of the Wild thing where it's like it's just there, it's waiting for you. What's up there? It's mysterious. I don't know. And there's yeah. nothing there's nothing, there's no like immediate thing underneath it with like an NPC going, How do we get up there, player character? Oh, there must yeah, be you... some way. You just have to learn levitation or use Levitate a rising force or, potion. Yeah, whatever. Play the game. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah play the game, forehead. <laughs> All right. So, uh, fun fact about that, by the way. The Ministry of Truth uh, was an asteroid. Barad-Ur, I think. Or Bawad-Dawar. Something like that. <clears throat> that was thrown at Vivek by Sheogorath and stopped by Vivek. I think that's a funny detail because that's still during Morrowind. It still has all of its momentum just stored inside of it. Oh, nice! And then after Vivek disappears, or you know, in layman's terms, after the player character fucking kills him, yeah. uh, after a while, the magic that Vivek used to hold it in place wears off, and it just crashes into Vivek. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Salute. So continuing on with the Khajiit. There are a lot of types of Khajiit. There is uh, the Alfiq, which are literally just talking house cats. Huh. Hmm. 
the Alfique Rot, which are basically bigger, just bigger versions of that. The Cathay, which are the ones that are present in Elder Scrolls Online. The main ones that are present in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Mm. The Cathay Rots, which are kind of Jaguar-like. A bit bigger than the Cathay. The Daggy, which... They are also in Elder Scrolls Online. And they, they look like they're on crack. Let me just... <laughs> look, at, look at his eyes. Look at that poor guy's eyes. Oh, yeah. He's fucked. Uh, mm. The Daggy Rots, which are bigger versions. The Ohms, O-H-M-E-S, which are the ones that appear in Arena. Back before it was decided that they would be, like, actual cat people. Uh, they just look like elves. They look like elves with, like, face paint on. They're, yeah, they're, they're a lot less... So many, like, variations of... Yeah, there's also the Olms Rot, which are, are Rot's like R-A-H-T. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, so I'm just I'm, just, I'm doing a bit Rot. of right. So um, the Olms Rot are the ones that appear in Daggerfall. They're a little bit more cat-like. They have like tails and stuff. Yeah. There's the Pomar, which are big and buff, and then the Pomar Rats, which are bigger and buffer. The Senche, which are kind of like tigers. And then the Senche Rots, which are bigger. The Suthe, which are smaller versions of the ones that appeared in Daggerfall. And then the Suthe Rot, which are the ones that appear in Daggerfall. And then you have the Toje, the Toje Rots, which are kind of... I'll, I'll quote the wiki on this. Little is known of the Toje except that they live in the southern marshes and jungle regions of elsewhere. As well as the Tenmar Forest. So the, these are ones that just haven't been seen. Right. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing is that the reason that there are so many different kinds of Khajiit is because they, they've they evolved in design the most. Because so every the game. Most people then? Yeah, every game has. Uh, oh, oh, the Cathay, are, the Cathay Rot are the ones uh, from Skyrim. Oh shit! They 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 possess phallic barbs. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, there's the Ohms from Arena, the uh, Ohms Rot from Daggerfall, the Suthe Rot from Skyrim, and I forget the one that's in Oblivion. But then they have the Cathay Rot, which are in uh, Skyrim. Yeah, I always knew that the cat people looked a little different in each game, but I didn't know that they had specific... Uh, never heard those names before, so that's interesting. Yeah, they, they're wild. So, I've saved this one for last. Mm. The Orcs. The Orsimer. Because they have the funniest goddamn origin of any race in the Elder Scrolls. So Trinimac was a god. Trinimac was uh, not really on the level of the divines, but also not exactly a Daedra. Mm. So Trinimac took his people yeah. from the uh, from the Somerset Isles, and Boethia didn't like that too much. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. 
I got I got that a bit wrong. So um, Veloth, you remember him, the leader of the Chimera, left no, left Somerset. Tredemac didn't like that, mm-hmm. so <laughs> he followed them, and then <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Veloth and his followers were uh, they followed Boethia among some other gods. And Veloth challenged Boethia to a duel. And then, just as it was about to end, Mafala stepped in and was just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> basically, uh, ba- basically causing him to lose the duel. Yeah. And, so then, the... oh, and then Boethia eats Trinimac. Oh, gets him out and Trinimac becomes Malakath. Well, that's a good origin. And that's that's all of his followers became uh, I believe they were also shit out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the origin of the orcs. Oh, they, shit. They are they are literal they're literal poop elves. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they made the orcs. I just think it's kind of interesting that they they're uh, technically elves in this series because you know orcs are always like scummy goblin people or whatever in whatever fiction, you know, Lord of the Rings. They're they're like made of evil or something, but here it's just like yeah, weird corrupted elf people, I guess. Well, that that's the thing, and um, at, at least in the movies for uh. Almost said Elder Scrolls for uh, what you call it? <laughs> Fuck, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were like, they were still corrupted elves, as far as I know. Think they? So. Okay. Yeah, they were like elves that were. Then, yeah. yeah, they were. They were like dead elves that were like corrupted with like Sauron's evil. Right. So that's powers. more of like direct necromancy, whereas this is kind of like a curse Shitty. on the whole race or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say shitting, but that works too. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that, that's all I had to say about the races. Do we... Well, I, had a, yeah. I had a question about the... Um, what are they? There's the country that's not Tamriel, that's like to the north or whatever. Is that Akavir? Or, or, Atmora. Atmora, right. Yeah, Atmora is where the humans originally come from. Uh, uh, I think it was like a really bad winter or something that caused, uh, oh geez, what's his name? Was it Ismir? Ismir. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Ismir. No, Ismir was, yeah, Ismir was Tiber Septum. Okay, I'm, I'm just a little bit stupid, don't worry. <laughs> it was, um... God, what was his name? Fuck. Um, oh, yeah. 500 Companions, guys. Shit. Um, 500 Companions. Who was it? Come on, Loremaster. I don't know the I, answer. I do not know. No, no, no. I, I, know, I know the name. It's just not coming to me. It's Eunix. He knows East, this. Iskramor. Iskramor. Ah. Y-S-G-R-A-M-O-R. The guy who led the Companions. Right, right. Uh, him and his 500 companions basically came down to uh, Tamriel, and they were like, "Hey, this place is warmer. Let's go here." <laughs> Keep in mind, they landed in Skyrim. 
But uh, yeah, th- that's that's where the humans come from at Mora. Uh, apparently, there's still people there. Yeah, yeah. I've always been curious about that because there's supposed to be like fancy weapons and stuff from that. I think I've had some before that are like, oh, that's supposed to be from some area that's like not even part of the playable world that this fucking series has ever experienced. You know, there are, there are some of those from at Mora, but mostly you're probably talking about Akavir. Yeah, Akavir is weird. We don't even know what it looks like. All we know is that there's are some there, races. Like, spider people or some shit. Uh, I swear there's like a spider people race or something weird like that. That's like, I don't think there are any spider people. However, there's the uh, Kapotun, which are tiger, tiger Khajiit, Mm. the Mm. Tongmo, uh, which are monkey guys, and the Seisi. Yeah. And the Seisi, who are uh, basically snake people. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's so, interesting. Uh, I would love to see more of that kind of stuff in the. Yeah, in the, the, we're uh, we're never going to explore Akavir, which sucks. No, but, but be, some people nice if we there or something, you know. Yeah. Um. So Uriel Septum, I think the fourth went over there and tried to conquer everything, but failed miserably. <laughs> like miserably. Yeah, as a Wheel of Time fan, there's a country that's... There's the main world of Wheel of Time, which doesn't have a name, actually, so people just call it Randland, named after the main guy, Rand. But there's the main world, and then there's this country way off to the side called Shanchan that has, like, the most ridiculous, off-fucking-beat, like, descriptions of insect monsters and just a culture that's supposed to be, like southern fucking drawl Japanese Texans and you never go there and it's such a cock block it's insane and that's kind of how I feel with some of that stuff in Elder Scrolls like oh man this place sounds awesome uh, even in even in fucking the series like in Tamriel like oh man I'd love to go to fucking you know I I don't know Somerset Isles or something I'd love to go to elsewhere and fucking get lost in the weird swamps but n- not gonna happen all right so a uh, quick correction it was uriel septum the fifth who mm. uh who invaded akavir mm. and yeah it went bad <laughs> it lasted um oh geez like i think i think they left and it took them about 10 years to get there yeah. and then they stay they only stayed for like six <laughs> which you know given how long it took them to get there that's not a lot it's probably not a successful invasion no yeah yeah it was it was rough for them uriel the fifth i'm pretty sure died in that in that uh in that whole uh deal so yeah <laughs> crazy 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 that he thought he could just you know throw down with some snake people yeah yeah uh, plus that took place out of tamriel so none of that was on screen the whole time he wasn't able to even see what was happening was well to, to be to be fair this this was all before the like even the first game oh okay all right well, that's interesting yeah it's uh, a very detailed world uh, to the point where 
it's almost disappointing how, I don't know, limited the scope can kind of be sometimes. And I mean, like, even within, like, like in the games, rather, like, you'll get to, oh, Skyrim, well, maybe they'll do something with the Celtic Nords. No, they're just normal Nords now. You know, yeah. they kind of scale back things that could be really cool because they'd be too cool to actually do for Bethesda. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, fun fact. According to Todd Howard, one of the original Skyrim design drafts, one of the, one of the original Skyrim design drafts, Uriel the fifth returning. Okay, I'm going to correct this grammar. One of the original Skyrim design drafts featured Uriel the fifth returning with his army. Of dragons from Akavir to retake his throne. That's oh. cool. That's I kind of wish they had yeah. that. Yeah. Any uh, any any questions? Because I, I took a bit of a scattershot approach to this, but I know there's there's a, there's a lot more. I haven't even mentioned the slows. Ah, uh, I mean slows. I I'm. I'm... I'm a little outside this deep into Valor, so I'm just learning. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it's interesting, um, all of the, the races and all of the little th the little differences between them. And a lot of the little things, like you mentioned, the different names of the cat people, the fucking Khajiit, I never noticed that. I never knew that they, like, I don't think you can just ask a guy in Morrowind, like, hey, what type of fucking cat man are you? And, and they just... It's probably somewhere, but like, yeah, it's very, yeah. very. I love a series that's very, I guess, you know, it's confident about having that detail somewhere, and I don't know about it, and I've been playing the games for like 16 years. But like, somebody somewhere read the book that has that in it, and, and you know, you, I guess that's you. You, you took that in. Uh, I mostly just read the wiki when I can't wow. sleep. You know the wiki people. At least they 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 read they read that book at some point and figured it oh, out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very deep. I think my favorite thing though is the probably the dwarf stuff. The 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 Dwemer. The Dwemer. Fuck, I didn't even get into the Dwemer. Yeah, oh. just an entire group of people who literally like so in a world that has magic, they have science, and the science was better. It was, I mean, better is arguable, but it was more, it was so wacky and crazy that they just all disappeared from the universe. Not dead, I don't think. They're just, like, on a higher fucking plane of existence or some shit now. Yeah. Alright, so. The Dwemer were the Deep Elves. Uh, they looked a bit like a, if you put, like, really, really curly beards on the Altmer, kind of. Were they so? Are they like Lord of the Rings dwarfs or no. whatever? That cut no, no. They the like... one that you meet is like a weird spider guy, but that's like not his natural form, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's they're 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 not really any shorter than like you know a standard elf. Um, they're they're only really called dwarves by. I, I'm sure there's a lore reason for that. I haven't really looked into that why they're called dwarves, but they're not—they're not like small; they're normal sized. In fact, um, if you go into some of the ruins in um, in Morrowind, you'll actually find ghosts of dwarves. They're just hanging around. Yeah, I vaguely remember something like that. But um, so they mastered a sort of 
pseudo technology, pseudo magic called tonal architecture. Oh fuck yeah! Which is is that anything like gyromancy? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's uh, it's sound based like mechanisms. Mm. So, at the height of their like power. Like the like the halls of all the Dwemer ruins would just sing with music, and they would do like they would do all sorts of crazy shit with the music itself. Like the heart of Lorcan was uh, not the heart of Lorcan. The, the Numidium was like powered by the tonal architecture. It was crazy. Uh, so they built the Numidium. They built it fully, and then they. They, they they basically activated it with the heart of Lorcan. And in that moment, they all disappeared. Oh, shit. Nobody knows where they went. They could it have is died. a mystery. They could have died. They could have passed on to the Aetherius. They could have been trapped in some sort of plane of oblivion. We don't really know. But they they just kind of left one day. Yeah, it's, and left behind a bunch of ruins filled with weird spider robots and fucking, you know, again... Singing singing technology. Mecha creatures and shit, and lava. How are you guys doing on lava? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Dwemer are cool. Yeah. Except yeah, for the one sh- that you meet who fucks his daughters. No, yeah. that's... No, that's, well, that's not him. That's a different, yeah. Yeah, that's Devath. De- 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 yeah. Di- yeah Di- no. What is the... Well, that guy lives in a, like, a the fucking... Okay, yeah, he's the one who has the, like, um, the quarantine zone for the Corpus people, and you're not allowed yeah. to kill any of them. And if you do, you failed the main quest and can never play the game. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Which is, so... I respect it, honestly. It was annoying at, at the time. But... Yeah, so... Um uh, you're you're getting that confused because uh the guy was in his basement. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, he, he he was uh he was a just a normal dwarf. I think he went to a plane of oblivion. And then when he came back, oh shit, all of my guys are gone. That sucks. Ooh. Yeah, so that'll happen eventually to he 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 got corpus and then just kind of started bloating up. Eventually, he built himself spider legs, huh. and now he just kind of chills out in the basement of uh, of the Corpusarium. Yeah, and I mean that's the final dwarf person, I guess. You know, that's the, the last uh, one. That's that's interesting. You know, uh, to. To wonder if they'll ever bring something like that back. I mean, again, in a series that has so much lore, it's easy to see why people are so attached to when is Elder Scrolls 6? Because, like, maybe they'll fucking bring dwarfs back. Maybe we'll go to one of these other countries or some lore thing will happen in relation to that. Or just something at all that's, like, interesting and new, you know? And uh, fucking uh, Oblivion kind of had some of that with... um, well, you know, I don't know, because everybody talks about Morrowind being super unique and everything, and it is. It has, like, you know, the mushroom forests and the weird Sahara area over to, like, the, the east-north kind of part. But then fucking Oblivion ends with a kaiju battle, and 
Skyrim just has dragons all over it, which is like, I don't know, kind of generic, but the series didn't have dragons before, and they're in fucking Skyrim. Well, well it did, but you didn't see too many of them. Yeah. They True. were all over the place. There, there, were, there were dragonlings, as well as a tamed dragon in uh, Daggerfall, and there was a oh, dragon yeah. in Redguard. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they've been in the series. It's just like you don't you never fight one in Morrowind or anything. So yeah, yeah. Each each game does has brought in some kind of interesting lore element that kind of and then the the sort of DLCs too, the expansions as well, you know. Uh there's the, all the weird fucking uh lycanthropy shit in uh in um Blood Moon. And uh yeah, they kind of bring some of that back, the vampirism and whatnot in the, the Skyrim stuff. Of course, yeah. Oblivion has the weird... Oblivion has the... I don't know if we're going to get into Oblivion and stuff today. Maybe we want to do that for another episode, but... I was thinking in the ending it kind of soon, and then just kind of like revisiting this down the line. Yeah. yeah. Not, re- not really doing like a part two, but just kind of... Hey, here's another hyperfixations for Elder Scrolls. Yeah, we'll just call it, you know, this episode part two. Basically, yeah. See, I, I was thinking just do like a specific topic and then have the hyperfixations be that topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. Like hyperfixations Morrowind or something like that. Okay. Well, in the subject, in, in the interest of that, then talking about some, some things related to Oblivion and Skyrim, then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, so how about them five voice actors in Oblivion? <laughs> they did it for disc space. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they didn't. I wish they just, I, I, I keep, mean, I keep bringing everybody them up. Wants Patrician... it to be, everybody wants it to be text-based only. And then nowadays you play a game like Disco Elysium or something. And it's like, oh, they could just do dialogue, but you know, maybe See, that, yeah, maybe that, that's, then. that's the thing. I don't think it should be only text-based. I think like side quests should be text-based. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. Like gen- general dialogue, like rumors and well, maybe, maybe some rumors can be voiced, but like, you know, if you're if you're gonna ask an NPC for like a lore tidbit, it shouldn't be voiced. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they say it's for disk space, but then it's like, okay, so imagine a, like a game like I don't know Persona Five or something where you know you've got a bunch of different NPCs instead yeah. of it all being like five voice actors. You know, they might the voice the NPC voice actor might just go like, hey. And that might be all the actual line is, and yeah. then it's just text. But at least they don't all sound the same. It just—it was such a weird yeah. decision where, and it's not even just like they sound the same; they're all directed exactly the same. So yeah. it's not even like this actor is doing a slightly different accent with this character. No, they're all just—that's the high elf actress lady. That's the Nord man. They'll give him like a stock amount of like lines and then just pull from a cue. Yeah. The elves ha- all ha- all pull from the same voice actor. The Nords and oh. Orcs share the same. And the Bretons kind of sometimes overlap with the Imperials a little bit. Yeah. The elves, I think, are very I was no hate to the actor, but I am so annoyed by the I am the elf voice actor in Oblivion. And I it's, like, all, it's all over the game, and I just hate it so much. 
Yeah. Yeah. But then like, Skyrim I, I, has the I really fucking like the Nord guy. guy. The guy himself is cool. I forgot oh, his yeah. name. The one who isn't Wes Johnson. Yes. <laughs> of course, Wes Johnson is the famous uh, Oblivion guard voice. Stop right there, criminal scum. Amongst other voices in the game. Yeah, he uh, recently did something for Starfield. And, uh, apparently, a lot of people like killing his character. Yeah, I, I, think, Starfield. He, I, think, he pl- I played. I think he played a piece of shit. So I. Uh, I mean, hey. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. the The voice acting thing was kind of annoying in Oblivion or in uh, Morrowind. I remember the thing I was writing back in the day, the review thing. A big part of it focused on how much they hate you in Morrowind and how like <laughs> look why... at look at this dude, low personality. Why? <laughs> well, that too, probably. But even at like high personality, you go there and everybody is just well. It's like it was me being confused by the concept of racism, is what it was. Because that's what it is. They're just they don't like you because you're an outlander, and it's like yeah, yeah. You're, they're just fucking racist in Vardenfell. <laughs> and like, and and I was like, this game's stupid. Why are they mean to me? It's like, well, there's probably reasons for it, but uh. Yeah. But, like, yeah, in that game, I remember every time you go near the fucking... Near anybody, they'd always go, like, Speak quickly, Outlander! And you'd always have to, like, dodge around an NPC so you don't hear their voice line. You know, um, Oblivion and Skyrim both made strides to be a little better at that, but they were still... They still have problems. Uh, and I, I don't know. The, the, the whole voice acting thing... Presentation has never really been Bethesda's thing. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree. Yeah. The uh, animations are bad. Usually, the uh, like UI is often not great. People like the UI from Morrowind. I don't think it's that good. I think it's I the love, best. I love the I love the Morrowind UI. Like maybe looks wise, it's not perfect, but like functionality wise, it's yeah. amazing. I like the. Uh, well, I like the resizing windows and some of that stuff. The the inventory is awful. I hate the inventory. You can sort it a bit and it can be fixed, but it's it's just I don't know. There's it's it's functional and it's the best in the series. It's a lot better than the controller focused ones from later. But yeah. uh yeah, no, I mean the pr- presentation in general. People, I remember there used to be jokes all the time about like um, Todd Howard just hired his friend from high school to do all of the animations, so that's why everybody in Fallout 3 looks like that. And I don't know how true that is, that it was like a bunch of nepotism and Todd was like, hey, you're my friend, you write this quest. I don't know how necessarily true that was, but there's always been a thing, is like, wow, wow, the fucking running animation in this looks like you're holding one in like it looks like you need to go to the bathroom pretty hard uh in every one of these games basically hey, don't 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 judge him he's gotta go you know when <laughs> you gotta go you, you you can't spend time looking good you know yeah it's gonna ikarian flight out of there and shit yourself on the way <laughs> cause, cause a little rainstorm over balmora <laughs> Hi, so quick update on the Daggerfall situation that I was having. Uh, the, you know, black screen issues with the terrain. Uh, so as it turns out, uh, that was me being stupid. Uh, I was a damn remedial fool. 
So I downloaded the World of Daggerfall mod, which I recommend. It adds a bunch of new and interesting locations all around. Uh, they're not quite in, in, a, in an interactable state, uh, at least to my knowledge. It could have changed with this most recent update. Uh, I recommend it. So I downloaded the recent update and saw that it had a terrain file. I thought this was a compatibility thing, so I kept it in. It turns out it's not a compatibility thing. It was a replacer for terrain. Uh, I didn't catch that. The problem is, with Daggerfall Unity, if you have two terrain replacers, the engine gets a bit funny, which is not the fault of anybody except the engine, and it's Unity, so, you know, what can you do? Uh, so, the issue was, I had this enabled, and when I went to troubleshoot and disable everything, this was at the very end, so I didn't catch it. So, uh, it's entirely down to my own stupidity on that one. So, uh, download Daggerfall Unity, Daggerfall, uh, World of Daggerfall. Uh, just, you know, if you, if you use the, if you use the World of Daggerfall mod in addition to, like, distant terrain, uh, don't have the terrain file for World of Daggerfall active at the same time as the Distant Terrain mod. Or else you'll either fall into the void or have a funny black screen. So yeah, that, that was completely on me. And uh, yeah, penis. <laughs> <laughs>